Welcome to Spoken Memory Connections, a treasure trove of personal connections recalling family, food, and fun times when we were young. I'm Janet Lee, your host. Any and all food topics from the olden days are on the table, so pull up a chair and join us. The podcast episodes are short, so they're easily digested, and they are chock full of good health. Why is that? How is that? It's because Goodness is increased when we share it with others. It makes me happy to preserve family stories. I love it, and I hope you will too. My bachelor's degree is in gerontology from San Diego State University. Before you ask, gerontology is the study of changes in people as they age. Please contact me to schedule your own interview. Bye-bye. Good morning, Martha. Um, Good morning, Janice. <laughs> and today is February 26th, I believe, 2021, and we're talking about the Spoken Memory Connections podcast. And today's theme is about food and eating and um, and our parents and grandparents, what we remember, what stuck with us from then to now. So... Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about where you were born and raised and what you remember. <laughs> okay, I was born in 1949 in Northfield, Minnesota. Um, I don't remember that because we moved away and moved quite a lot in the military. And my whole childhood was, was the same as the rest of our families. We moved every two, three years. Therefore, I don't have the old home place that I'm thinking of, like where your where your parents live, and you go home to the old home place. We don't have that. Um, and ours in our family, and you you would remember this. Your home is your home place is just where your parents are stationed right now, or where they retired to. We never lived in Wisconsin, but mother and daddy spent the last forty years in Wisconsin. But none of us grew up in that house, so. Um, as far as what you remember as, at being at home with parents is just depending on where we lived at the time. <laughs> now, we lived in Pennsylvania, lived in four houses in two and a half years. So, you know, we just, wherever we lived was where we were at that point. It's nothing was, um, and that's okay. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. life in the military. But anyway, yeah, the, the, what was permanent and what, what I remember, and it was always, Nancy and I talked about this once, is that the grandparents' homes even though Grandpa and Grandma Griffin moved from Chicago up to Wisconsin, they were they were so consistent. Like, you know what it's like when you go to Grandma Peterson's house. You know what it's like when you go to Grandma Griffin's. Um, uh, it's That was the consistency in our lives. Where we moved a lot, we knew when we go to the grandparents or, you know, aunts and uncles and stuff that live nearby. That was more... more uh, what we remembered and you could count on it. You knew what it was going to be like. Um, and, and that was important. I think not that we were deprived in any way. We loved, I think moving around was one of the best things that ever happened, but having a base too is important. A, a thing that you can go back to, and you already know what it's going to be like at, at someone's home. Okay. I'm there. So <laughs> thank you. What about, um, speaking of, home being grandma peterson's or grandma griffin's you know your your concept of home and your 
experience of it. What do you remember and recall about Grandma Peterson? That sounds like a Scandinavian name. Uh, she, it may be that she married into Scandinavian or she herself was Scandinavian, but what do you remember about Grandma Peterson's kitchen and times in her kitchen? In- well, I honestly don't have any huge memories of what she cooked. I'm sure it was very basic. They always ate. Grandpa came home from the farm and cleaned up. He he worked all day uh, at the farm. And they had meal at a set time, I think 5, 5.30, something like that. It's quite early compared to what the rest of us do at our own home. But it was basic and plain. It was neat as a pen and immaculate. Um, I remember one time helping clear the table. My phone's ringing, one of those junk calls. I remember one time putting away the, clearing off the table. And later, Grandma was saying like, well, who put the butter in the refrigerator? Like, and I did. And there are two butters. One goes in the refrigerator and one did not because Grandpa liked his soft and she liked hers hard or vice versa. But you don't put both the butters in the, in the refrigerator. So... Honestly, I don't, I don't, I remember just. Okay, I have one hint word for you. Waffles. Waffles? Don't you remember getting um, breakfast food at night at her house? I've always loved breakfast food at night. And to be honest, no, I don't. If you remember that, and I'm the oldest, how did we do that? I don't, waffles doesn't ring a bell. Um, I, I think there were fresh vegetables and, you know, seasonal stuff probably not a huge i'm guessing not a huge variety or inventiveness i don't think grandma was much of a a, you know adventuresome cook no no. you know she'd be like to me she would have been like well no you don't you don't put that in here no this is the way it's done it's and you know she wasn't ugly about it it was just like she knew how to make macaroni and cheese and that's how she made it every single time. So, you know, that's okay. How about Grandma Griffin? Do you have oh, more she memories? Had more, she had a little bit more range in her cooking. You know, we were there so seldom and for short times. I don't have you long memories of... I'm not asking for long memories. I'm just asking yeah, for, you know... I think of her food is being a, a lot more, you know, it was like... I expect she learned to cook, and she did all, a lot of her family cooking in the Depression... She had a lot of casseroles, a lot of um, vegetables out of the garden, basic. And to this day, there are recipes of hers that I still use. I've got one mark that mother gave me that said this is daddy's favorite recipe, and it was Spanish rice and that grandma made. And I think her cooking was a lot more fun. Um, and she was more relaxed. Therefore, it was a more relaxed sort of kitchen. You know, if you want to... It was just looser. So that's that's just two different grandparents. So, you know, they're not twins. Anyway, yeah, I think of grandmas as being more, more spices and more um, flavor than anything I can think of at Grandma Peterson's. You know, we didn't starve to death there, never. So it, it's just different grandmas. <laughs> and your mother-in-law, now she was a good cook, right? She was a good cook. Um, Carmen and she cooked 
she didn't really cook a whole lot by the time I knew her. She was not well, but she made recipes like I had announced one time that I'd never eaten liver and mother didn't like liver. So she didn't cook liver. So Carmen fixed me chicken livers that had onions in them and bacon and mashed potatoes on the side. And to this day, that was one of the best meals. And it never occurred to me that chicken livers were edible. And she fixed them for me. And that was, that was kind of sweet. And she did, she did, um, I think what else? Oh, well, the other, another thing she did, she'd get chicken pieces like boneless chicken breasts and she'd cut them in long strips. She was the, it was the place, first place I ever ate chicken strips and she fried them beautifully golden brown and tender and stuff. And those were fun. We had a, when I first ever moved up here, there was a chicken processing plant in over in Jamestown, which is five miles away. And one of our friends, family owned the business and he would bring chicken strips out to Carmen's house to the Wiley house like in five pound bags that he'd just get right from the factory and Carmen would fry every one of them and gosh they went like hotcakes that was fun and um, she did oh what else did she cook I don't know she just as I say she, she Russian tea you're right did she make that for you or you just had that up here Carmen at, made it at her house. I, th I with, thought she with, had it on the back of her stove all the time. She might have. Yeah. She might have. No, I, I the kind of made made of tang, that powdered stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still got the recipe. It's it's too sweet. Did did her <laughs> husband did Pop cook? Never, never knew him to cook. He loved mm -hmm. to eat. Um, had every opinion in the world, if you remember him, about how things should be. But now he was. He would try anything, and he loved to eat, but he did not cook, no. Okay. Even when he lived alone after Carmen died, um, I think he basically just snacked. And, mm -hmm. you know, at first, we didn't live here next door to him, so I don't know how he subsisted. Well, Mike was here, so his other son. So, yeah, he didn't starve to death, but no, he didn't cook himself. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure make a piece of toast or something. It's funny, then, that his son, Ed was such a great uh, cook. Yeah, I don't, I guess how, that's how more. How did that happen? Well, because he wanted some different stuff probably started out. Um, uh, he was, he started out being really good at cooking things like soup and stew. And over the years, then he branched out into more cooking of stuff on the grill and the smoker, more meat things. Basically, he started out doing uh pots of soup or chili or, um, you know, pinto beans or it's funny. Now, if you think of potato soup, what I always think of it as being white potato soup with bacon in it and cheese on top. Love it. When Ed made potato soup, he cooked beef pieces and cubed them up like little bits of roast beef and cut up potatoes and put it in there. So it was a beef broth with potatoes and meat. That was his potato soup, and it was delicious. Mm -hmm. Mine was white. <laughs> I guess mine is like cream of potato soup. So anyway, yeah, he liked he liked to cook stuff like that. He didn't uh, do desserts or bread or anything like that. Um, Would his cooking, uh, it sounds like kind of large-scale, potentially large-scale recipes, was that driven by the commercialization of the 
land of the Gert estate and turning that into travel lands and tourist industry? At the, at the stables, right. you're talking about. No, he was doing a lot of cooking at home before that. Uh, a lot of times I would work till six in the afternoon and he got off earlier and the boys would be home with him and he'd just start a pot of soup. Um, mainly, I think it was a real, e- that's an easy way to start. You know, he didn't do meat and three, like all vegetables and desserts. He didn't make whole meals with several different uh, foods. He he just did big pots of stuff. Made really good stuff. Uh, he was a good cook. Hmm. Yeah. And, and didn't want any help, by the way. When I would come home, I'd say, do you, I'd taste and say, do you, don't you want to add some salt? No, I do not. So, you know, it was his story. So when he cooked, he wanted to do the whole pot. Fair enough. That's fine. Fair he was enough. Not into clean, he was not into cleaning or putting up or, um, oh, and the other thing, he would find a new recipe and he would go straight to the store and buy everything that needed to be in the recipe, including all the seasonings and spices. We ended up with like five jars of garlic powder and four jars of thyme and three of paprika and stuff. He'd just go get some to be sure he had everything. So tried to point out to him where those things were in the gro- in the cupboard. It's easier to go to the store and find it. So, yeah, he's uh, he, liked, he did like following recipes and going by a recipe. And fussed when I didn't. It's whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Let me, everyone's got an opinion, don't they? Indeed. Let me say, let me switch back to you from other people to you and say, maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, if you can talk a little bit about the deep south states that you lived in and the specialty foods there. And do you remember barbecue places that dad would go to or shrimp boils or now I don't remember a whole lot of that in South Carolina where you were born. We moved from there when I was like in second grade. Um, and we had me and Nancy and you and Jack and all of us were right there at the house and we didn't go out at all. But, um, now in Mississippi, we used to go to a place, it was called fish camp and it was literally, I don't know what river it was on, but it was literally off the beaten path for sure in fact there were two of them across the way from each other and they were they were enemies and at one time one of them one of the owners shot the other one because they were that they were enemies but we would go out and you sat on picnic tables out under a big covered screened in porch because it was mississippi and it was like a family style thing and you've got big platters of catfish and coleslaw and whatever else, French fries, I'm sure, iced tea. That was one of our favorite restaurants ever. It's going to the fish camp. So that miss and, and our family never went out to eat much. I remember more eating out when we were in the process of a move and we weren't into our new house yet. And our you know dishes were all packed up in the moving van or whatever. And we would go to the A&W root beer stand. And they're still around. And I would get cheeseburger, french fries, and a root beer float. Don't even try anything else. And, and that was our big deal. They bring the food to your car and put it on a little tray outside the window. And, of course, there weren't nearly as many fast food restaurants as I was growing up. And A&W is just one of the old original ones. And we loved it. Uh, it was quite the treat to go to the 
go get our hamburgers. So, but as far as regional food, you know, I don't think we did a whole lot of experimenting with that. Uh, Mother, you know, mother was home all day with everybody and she didn't cook Southern, she cooked Northern. Um, I don't think we experimented too much with getting regional Mississippi food while we lived there or South Carolina or anything. I don't recall that that was part of the show. And we had a a housekeeper or maid or whatever she was referred to as a maid at the time who stayed with us quite often and helped mom do laundry and ironing and all that stuff for five kids. That was Julia. And she may have made sandwiches for our lunch if she was there alone with us. I don't remember her cooking whole meals. And that would have been deep South cooking. I would have loved to hear yeah. more about her food. But um, no, she she fed us our kind of food instead of a, whatever normally she would have fixed at home for her family. So no, we didn't do a lot of experimenting with regional food. Okay. Uh, I, there's, you know, there you go with mom was traditional and, you know, cooked cook like a Yankee. <laughs> well, she was busy with five kids, too. She didn't have a whole lot of time oh, yes. to, uh, yeah. to, although we talked about this earlier, you and I, she did take cooking classes later in her life, and you received a few of those recipes that she tried, the Cordon Bleu mm-hmm. classes. French onion soup. There you go. Okay, let me, let me wrap it up by asking you um, that what have you learned today about your family, perhaps, or what might you be grateful for by participating in this interview today? Just, I think it's a neat project. I think you've done a, a wonderful thing, pulling people together. And we love to hear each other talk. Um, you know, there's just one, one question leads to another one. And so it's like, oh, oh, I don't remember that. Or, yeah, I remember that. You know, it's kind of makes connections. That, as you say in your the name of your whole event here, it, it it's just more connection, and we're so far away that all of that is really important. Right. Like our Zoom calls, spoken it's, memory connections. That's the podcast absolutely. name. So I think, and yeah, keep it up. We'll just think of another subject when we're through with cooking. <laughs> and you know, there's not just one you know, interview about cooking. There could be several too. I mean, absolutely. absolutely. Just touched on several here that we could go into uh, deeper dives later on. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. I'll volunteer you one whenever you, you can sit here and talk. Thank